You listen to 247 Real Talk. For this episode, I'm joined by a guest who's making his second appearance on my podcast. The first time he was here, he told us about being the most notorious pimp in the Midwest and about his book he had written. On this episode, he's back to tell us about his new book, Hidden Secrets. I'll be right back with Ramon Darnell. Ramon, good evening. Welcome to or welcome back to 247 Real Talk on another Wednesday evening. Uh, it's four minutes after 11 p.m. on the East Coast. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for having me back. No, I had to have you back, man. You were on your first episode. You, you got the interest of, of, of so many people, thousands of people that uh, I figured, you know, the second episode would even be juicier. So I'm going to get right to it. And I'm going to uh, start off by my audience knows a little bit about you. They've been following the uh, podcast, but you're back with a book, Hidden Secrets. So let me start off by asking you, what made you write this book? And then tell us a little bit about what it's about before we get into the details. You know, I've been a hairstylist for 25 years. And during the pandemic, you know, I got a lot of calls uh, from people as far as in relationships. And relationships had been suffering. And I decided, man, you know what? I need to share the things that I taught at work, I need to, to share it. I need to write a book so that it can help people because I see a lot of people give, getting the wrong outcome in the relationship. So I knew that if I write a book to help people, it could give them the outcome that they really desire. So uh, you are you saying that or what I, if I'm understanding correctly, being a hairstylist and listening to people sort of, um, you know, talk to you about their problems or maybe customers talk to each other about the problems and solutions. Is that what gave you the insight into what people are going through and, and what they need to do? Yes, that's exactly, you're exactly right. Being a hairstylist, I talked to thousands of ladies. Uh, and they have shared their relationship issues with me personally. And normally when I talk to them, what I talk to them about, it has always been 100% proof. I detail all these issues in my book, uh, all the things that you need to have a perfect relationship. So I thought that I would sit down and write a book so everybody can have it and everybody can have a successful relationship. Now, didn't you, so we're going to get really into it now. So what was your, how, how many women would you say, first of all, 
or that did you gather information from? I'm, I'm asking this question simply because we're all different. Our relationships are different. The people we interact with are different. And the women, I'm assuming the ladies that you spoke to, I mean, many people share common issues in relationships, but personalities and all those things have a big part to play in it. So what was your, you know, what was the sort of the size of your sample and what were the consistencies and the inconsistencies you found in, in the stories that you heard? Listening, I understand one thing about women and men. The nature of a man and the nature of a female. In this society today, I think we've lost track of the nature of a man. So all the ladies that came to me and told me about their problems, their problems seemed to be able to be solved very easily. They had the answer. The answer was right there in them. That's why I call the book Hidden Secrets, because these secrets are actually innate in you. So all I did was let them know what their secrets was and to use their secrets to get the outcome that they desire. So that's what the book reveals. Okay, so you're going to have to, you know, my audience obviously, you know, they're not going to be sold that easy. They want some examples. They want some, you know, some um, real true life examples. And, you know, and, and this is a, this is also will be an entertaining episode. So maybe some juicy stuff in between. You know, I talk a lot about infidelity. I talk about finances. I talk about romance. I talk about spirituality. There's no subject that I haven't talked about with my clients or in the book. If there's subject about infidelity, I show them how to take that situation, turn it around, and make it a winning situation. There's no situation in my book that you can't be victorious in. So let's 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 like I said, let's give them some uh, details. So let's start off with. Um, so let's start off with the obvious one. Let's start off with finances. Tell us a bit about what you learned and the advice that you give. What I learned about that advice that I give? With for finances in your book. Oh, for finances. A lot of times, people, uh, they have financial problems. But you have to understand when you're in a relationship, a real, this is for people that, truly want a, a true relationship as far as finances. We know that the man is the provider, but I mean, that's the, the foundation of it. But a man, he's the provider according to what she needs. In every relationship, she may not need just finances. She might need other things. So you have to be able to provide for her according to what she needs. As far as finances, when a man and a woman get together, then finances should always go in one pot if you're serious because a woman is a helpmate and she's supposed to help her man and a man's supposed to provide leadership and knowledge and she's supposed to provide the nurturing, the nurturing and the comfort of him. 
when a woman comes in the home, she's qualified to even make that his heaven or his hell. She's the only one that has the power of persuasion. And if she used her power of persuasion, then she can set the tone for whatever that man is going to be. She can make him reach the highest of the heights or the lowest of the lows. So some women might say to you, well, I make my own money. Some women might say that I make more than my husband or my, or my mate. You know, so, you know, in, in, in a case like that, you know, the, in terms of the, um, the majority of the income, you know, being, you know, being that we're in a time when, you know, we're striving more for equality in salaries between men and women, you know, what, what are the, the caveats of, of, of such a problem in the relationship and your solution for it? I don't think money is an issue at all. I mean, money, you have to look past money. Money is for conveniences, but it's not for in a relationship. I mean, it doesn't matter who makes the most money, whether she makes the most money or not. I understand that in today's time, but he may have to provide other things other than money. I think they should put their money together to help build him so he can be a better provider. Okay, I see. So you're saying that that he needs money, you know, he may still need, with her help, of course, um, money to, I don't, I don't know how to put this, but to support the household. And, um, and I'm, I'm all, I'm going to be devil's advocate for this entire episode because, uh, very, you know, it's very interesting your perspective. So, um, again, today's woman might say, well, why do I need to do that for him when I can do it myself? If I came into the relationship and I make, uh, I make more money. Uh, what is it that I have to do for him that I can't do myself? And that's, I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong because what you, you will get into the spiritual, you know, part of it in a moment. Um, okay. But, okay. But, I hear what you're saying. Right. I mean, why but I'm talking about the strictly, you know, the strictly if logical say, part of, of, of today's woman. Okay. Well, if she make more money, then she don't need him. But if she wants to be self-contained, then that's good. Then she'd be by herself. But when she wants to have a significant other, then it's not about her. It's not about just herself. You can't think singular in a plural situation. So if it's just all about you, then you need to be by yourself. But if you want to be in a relationship with somebody, it's about sharing. It's about we, us, and ours not about you, if you're not coming in a relationship to help, to contribute, to help that relationship grow, then there's nothing wrong with being by yourself. If you're not serious about being in a relationship, this the book is for people that want to be in a relationship, not alone. Okay. It makes, yeah. Okay. I hear you. So yes, you know, you know point taken. Um, so, Finance recovered. What was the next one that that you mentioned? I'm keeping infidelity and and spiritual for um, towards the end. What were the other things that you mentioned? I said infidelity, like 
women always say right, but like I want to I want to hold infidelity mm-hmm. because that's the juicier part, so to speak, or the more okay. That's um, okay. So we dealt with finance. I want to keep let's all right. Let's talk about spirituality for a moment. Okay. So go ahead and tell me what was your what is your advice or what it, what you know what is your concept in terms of spirituality in the relationship. Well, I think everybody has to know what their roles are. Just like you said about money, that's a man's role. Now, what is a woman's role? A woman's role is to be the nurturer. She is made for a man. A man is not made for a woman. A woman was made for a man. And she's a nurturer. And to be a nurturer, the reason why she's a nurturer, because she gave birth to nurture a baby. That's the nurturing spirit in her. See, when you are a nurturer, that's the love. And the love comes from God. And that's the God within her. That's why women are considered goddesses. So if you become a nurturer to your man, a man, his whole point, this is all a man want to do, is please his woman. That's it. Well, okay. So this is going to tie into, um, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm done with spirituality yet. I might come back to before the end of the episode, but what, what you, I'm sorry, going to, going to digress, or maybe it's the natural, um, direction to go in when you say man and woman, you're, you're, you are, speaking the ideal case where there is not an issue of infidelity. So since we're kind of being forced towards that one, let's, let's talk about infidelity and tell me your advice, you know, not, you know, for both people and, and, and tell me to tell us too about what, you know, not just about your advice, but you know, what, what you heard in the conversations of what the women were experiencing and what their positions were on it and their perspectives. I really talk about that a lot in the book. But see, when you learn your hidden secrets, when women learn their hidden secrets to get the outcome that they desire, they know how to handle all situations. If there's infidelity in the relationship, then you don't have to break off the, the, the relationship. It can still be repaired depending on how you handle it. I teach the women to handle it in a way that you should, in a comforting manner, in an understanding manner. Because when you're in a relationship with a person, it's four things that you gotta have. You gotta be forgiving, you gotta be patient, you gotta have a gentle spirit, and you gotta have understanding. See, and forgiveness don't mean, well, I forgive you, but I don't forget. When you forgive someone, you have to throw it in the the lake of forgiveness. And you have to come behind it with planting good seeds. You can't tell a man, well, I forgive you and talk about him and call him a dog and this, that, and the other. No, you don't do that. You build him up. And see, when you build him up, then he has to see in you that you are a different person, that you are a precious jewel, because how many, how many women can forgive you for that? 
But and I, you make I, I, I got it. So we, we, I guess this is one of the topics that we're going to um, spend some more you know, time on. Um, I have to think that about my audience, even my own uh, perspective, and say that many people would challenge you on that. And I say that from really? you know, simply because the simple, the simple thing would be, well, how about, you know, if, if, if a man enters a relationship with a woman, how about not cheating? Okay. And, 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 and hear me out on this. My point is that, you know, um, my wife always tells me that it is so different for men and women that when a woman cheats, you know, she's called everything in the book. She's, you know, she's, de- she's, her name is degraded. Her, everything about her is degraded. And most men will not forgive a woman for cheating. But then when a, when a man cheats, the woman is expected to forgive him and to take him back. And like, you know, like you said, to build the relationship up and be there. And, and, and the thing about it is, um, there, there's, there's, a whole lot of challenges with this subject. One, you have many men out there who repeatedly cheat. I'm not saying you don't have women who do the same. I, I have, I have friends of mine on both sides of the spectrum. I've seen both, you know, women and men friends that I know who have done this. But I, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with the point my wife makes, and that is, and I, and I have to agree with her that I think the world we live in expects a woman to do a whole lot of forgiveness but men we're not held to that same standard you know woman cheats we can you know call her everything from a to z and the world seems just dif- uh, or, the, or, or our world seems to be okay with our justification for doing whatever including if we choose you know walking away from that woman and not even bothering about what you know, what was built prior to, and all of those um, concerns and those considerations. But here we are asking women to do just that, and so I, you know, I, I'm going to hold you to that for you to you know give me more insight than your perspective on that. Okay, since you're talking about marriage, marriage is a holy matrimony, right? So I want to say this. To find a husband is to find a good thing, or to find a wife is to find a good thing and find favor in the Lord. So a man and a woman does not have the same standards. If if my woman is worse than me, then how is she a good thing to me? So if a man has a woman and she do the same thing or she expect the same thing, they can't be the same. The reason why men like women, because they're different. The reason why women like men, because they're totally different. They have different weaknesses. Certain things a man can do to a woman that a woman can't do to the man and vice versa. Because a man is more egotistical. A woman is more emotions. When she cheats or she have an affair, it's from her emotions. A man can cheat for the thrill of it. It's so many different reasons why he can cheat. Now, I'm not saying that he should, but I wouldn't consider that a deal breaker. I'm just saying me, I wouldn't consider it deal breakers. Because there's a saying, 
20 men, one chance, or one chance, 20 men. And what I mean, you can get one man 20 chances, or you can give one man one chance 20 men. So I'm saying that women are has a has a, a better expectation than men when it comes to cheating. They're not gonna be as vulnerable because they should be better than me. Your wife is better than you. That's the reason why you got her, because she fulfilled those things and helped you. That's what she was born, to be a helpmate, to be a good thing for you. I don't see where it say that when you find a man, you find a good thing. A man is a project. You study, got to build him up. So you need the equipment and the tools to be able to build him up so he don't do those things. And that's what I do in the book. I give you those tools to build him up so he don't make those kind of mistakes. And if he do, I'm going to show you how to build him up, not demolition him, not say, well, he ain't no good, not compare him to you because it's not about comparing. It's about, it's about completing, not competing. So y'all don't have the same standards because y'all not the same. It's certain things that a man can say to a woman that a woman can't say to a man. And there's certain things that, a, that a, a woman can say to a man that he can't say to her. A woman can come in a house and tell a man, oh, wow, you can pick up some weight. You, 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 you eating a lot. Wow. But a man can't tell no woman that. Hey, baby, you picking up weight. You really eating good. Right there could destroy your relationship. So men and women, I'm just making a point, they're not the same. So they can't compare, well, what I do, why you can't do it? Because we're not built the same. We're wired the same. We're not wired the same. And once we understand that, how you're wired and how I'm wired, you have to understand how I'm wired. And that's what I'm trying to show you, how a man's nature is wired so you could get the best out of him. You have these things in you that could get the best out of him. If you listen and you look and you try to understand it, I guarantee you it will work for you. So you're, 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 you're this, you know, these, um, this information and this advice that you pass on in the book, Hidden Secrets, uh, as I understand it, it's, it's, it's basically for the woman in the relationship, and yes, and and, and, and that's understood. But I I still go back to the question. I still need I still need to 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 go deeper into why a woman should simply give a man a second chance after he's cheated. Because let's let's break this down for a second. Mm-hmm. There are many reasons why people cheat. And right. if we're if we're following this ideology and we're saying that for, for this specific conversation, we're talking about not people cheating, but a man cheating on a woman and a woman um, forgiving him and, and, and going the course of action that you've recommended. You know, I, first of all, I'm not sure that 
and and you can you can you know tell me your perspective on it and, and what you advise but i'm not sure that if a man is prone to cheating if if you know he lived a single life and you know this is the first person or this is his wife or whatever the, the serious relationship supposed to be and it's something that for like you said for the thrill or or he's simply as we would say a player or whatever the case may be i think it is you know as as a man myself who's, who's a faithful man both in spiritual spiritually and in my marriage um i think it is I, I, I can't grasp a woman having to forgive a man and build him to, to build that relationship when, like I said, if the, shoes were on, if the shoe is on the other foot, it's very unlikely that he will take her back unless he is, you know, there's a, I mean, there are situations where a man is so much into that woman that, um, if she cheats, you know, he still keeps going after her to, to keep her. But in, in most of those cases, I mean, unless they're both just two, two people who, who are simply have zero discipline, in most of those cases when the man is chasing a woman and the woman is cheating, you know, the man's not cheating. He's, he's head over heels in love with her and, and, you know, it's breaking his heart every time she does it. And let's flip the script back to, to, to your book. So for a woman to... To have to take, you know, to take a man who has cheated, and and you know, there's a saying, just like you quoted one saying, I'm going to quote another one that we say, once a cheater, always a cheater. Okay, um, not not that it's a hundred percent true, but it's I think it's more there's more truth than 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 false in that statement. No, 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 that's not true. If you believe that, then yes, but. If you say you spiritual and you forgive and you forgive wholeheartedly with faith, you can make it happen. He don't have to cheat. All you have to do is build him up and make him believe that he's a better man. Make him believe that you're behind him. And you have to believe and tell him, of course, if I tell a man, you ain't no good, you a dog, you ain't no good, you cheated, you ain't never going to be no good. If I keep telling him that, that's what he's gonna believe. But why? Why? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Why should? Why should a woman? And again, I'm gonna play devil's advocate throughout this entire episode because I think this is. I think my audience will be very interested in in this whole perspective, and I'm sure I'm gonna get my mailbox is probably gonna blow up over this one. Um, why? Why shouldn't she say, "I deserve better." I deserve a man who is going to value me as equally as I value him in terms of, of, of fidelity. He may not be, may be lacking in many other ways that he needs to be built up in. Maybe his confidence, maybe his, his drive, maybe his, 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 you know, his, the way he dresses and the way he walks and the way he speaks, and the way he carries. Him. There's a whole lot of things that women do for men to make us better people. But why right. should she, in terms of, I mean, cause I think, Fidelity and spirituality are, are the two like main core uh, dynamics of a relationship. So, because I also feel that if you have two people in a relationship and one person is a, is a, is a spiritual, you, hang on one second. One person is okay. a spiritual person and one person is, a, is, is not a spiritual person. That's a difficult relationship. 
And same way I'm saying if one person is 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 faithful and one person is not, I I, I just want to get that because my like I said my audience is going to want to know why shouldn't a woman say I deserve better? There's there is another man out there who's going to love me for me and be willing to go through whatever with me without seeking someone outside. Why should she? You know, I mean, for for for, for as far back as I can remember. And for things I've learned about grandparents and great-grandparents, that's kind of the way it used to be. The man did what he did, and the woman sat home quietly and accepted it. And then they went into public, and they said, oh, we've been married 45 years. We've been married 55 years, 75 years. And the woman never got to, told, to tell the stories of what she endured. And, and then, I, then you find out, and, and I've seen this in, in the whole, in, you know, in, in my bloodline from, from, you know, generations ago where, you know, I found out about, about brothers and uncles and all these things who, you know, I never knew about. Or, or, you know, and, and, and they were, you know, I always thought that the people I knew was in, in my direct um, line, descendant line as wholesome and, you know, all these, you know, and it was all a hidden thing swept under the carpet while the woman knew and endured. So in this day and age, as we're giving advice, you got to convince me and my audience why you sh- a woman should not say, I will build a man in many ways to become great because a woman has that nurturing and has that ability, but I will not accept him cheating on me where he will go lay with another woman. Now go ahead. Okay. Now, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying that a person constantly does this. Then, no, you shouldn't forgive him because he's not sorry for what he did. But I'm saying if a man cheated and he came back and he asked you forgiveness and he showed you that he mean what he say and he does, he, how would you know if he's going to do it again if you don't give him a chance? If you sin and we talking spiritual, Spiritual is about forgiveness. If you get married, do not marry a man if you're a woman. Do not marry a man if you're not going to be forgiven. I'm not saying that he might cheat. He's going to cheat. I'm not saying he's going to. But we make mistakes. Men do make mistakes just like women make mistakes. They may not make mistakes like we do. But they do. And I'm not going to condemn them for their mistake, even though it might be different from mine. So therefore, even if even if a man cheated, if he loved her and he repent, then he should be forgiven. If we talk in a spiritual level. Now, if you go, well, I'm not going to. I don't have forgiveness in my heart. Because you've done that, then how are you better than me? A man finds himself, a wife finds himself a good thing. But the forgiveness, I'm going to beg to differ there again. Forgiveness, in my mind, does not mean that you have to continue on with a person. I can forgive someone who punched me in the face. But okay. I don't have to continue to associate with that person. I forgave them. They punched me. They did something wrong. I mean, I broke my nose or whatever. It healed. 
I don't hold any animosity to them. I, I, you know, I even pray for them that their life changes or whatever. I but I don't have to associate with them. I understand, but I'm saying that two people that love each other and love covers a multitude of things. She is the number one nurturer. She was born to nurture and love, to be forgiven, to be patient and virtuous. So if we're going to be spiritual, then let's be spiritual about it. She has to be a virtuous woman. And that's all part of it. I understand standards and principles and precepts. Yeah, but sometimes just like she can drop the ball, a man can drop the ball too. But I wouldn't just say, okay, I'm going to define him from what he just did. He cheated. He made a mistake. And I'm not saying that that's right. I don't condone that. I'm just saying some people deserve a second and a third chance. And you have to believe and have faith that things are going to get better. And you got to speak that in existence. And that right there, just saying that to a man and he feel like he has somebody worthy, not somebody you cheat and they talk about you and plant bad seeds and say, I'm not going to forgive you and this. I'm talking about forgiveness. If you love somebody, but there's now if you don't, if you bitter in your heart, then no, don't forgive them. Be by yourself, or go to the next man and see if that man is going to be that way. But I'm not going to take one thing and say, okay, well, he made a mistake. I'm going to condemn him for it, and that's it. Well, you see, the other thing with that is too is that um, it's it's. When we when we say someone made a mistake, it's sort of hard to um, qualify mistake. You know, it's it's if you think about infidelity, if you think about someone cheating, let's just look at this for a second. It it is not a, I mean, you know. It it is not a. I stood up in the elevator with this person. There was no one else there, and I looked at her. She looked at me, and boom, something happened. You know, even but it it is usually something that someone you see someone you know, you know outside of a relationship. You start some level of a relationship with them, whether you know some sort of friendship with them. There's a certain um, attraction there that that even though you know that you're with someone. There's many times um, a, 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 a certain amount of dishonesty. I mean, there are some men who will tell women that, and I've heard all angles of it. So some men will tell women that they're they're married, for instance, because there are some women out there who would prefer to to cheat with a married man because they figure there'd be no strings attached once it's over. I've heard all these things, but. The point I'm making is it's not a spontaneous, it, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but generally speaking, the act of being, uh, of, of being unfaithful is something that has some level of planning to it, some level of, of, of time to it, some level of buildup to it, some level where you come home as you first met this person and you're going to it where you come home and 
you go and you and you and you kiss your wife or your girlfriend, whoever it is you're living with, whatever the case may be, you know, whatever your 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 choice is, um, every, you know, night after night, you even you even uh, intimate with that person, and you know in your mind, and I have to assume that people who do this, unless they're built of stone, have probably living some amount of guilt that they are carrying on this friendship relationship, whatever, with someone that. And in their minds, I have to believe that they're thinking that this will ultimately lead to um, full-blown cheating. And you know, and, and we're not going to spend time on defining cheating because many people have different definitions of what cheating is. And you know, many people will tell you just the fact that you're you you have a a friendship with someone that is um, you know that that goes beyond what we would call a normal friendship then you've stepped into the realm of cheating. And when you actually go into intimacy, well, you're full-blown cheating. So it's not a spontaneous act. So when you know, when, we, when we say mistake, um, you know, I, I don't know many women that would accept the ones who cheat. I know many people who would accept that it's a mistake. It takes a whole lot more than, than, than you know, I, I, made a, I made the wrong left turn. That was a mistake. Okay. Yeah, when I say mistake, I'm I'm not saying like literally mistake. I understand that men seek out certain things, certain desires that they have to do certain things. And when they seek out, the reason why I say mistake is because when they seek it out and it comes back to bite them and then they understand what they've done. And a lot of times we do things that we enjoy but we understand the effect, the long-term effect they have on us. Once we understand the long-term effect that it have on us, sometimes we change, sometimes we don't. But I'm saying that any, I'm not saying that a woman's supposed to accept cheating or whatever. But I'm saying if it happened, I don't feel that it's a deal breaker. Okay. It's not a deal breaker. Okay. And what I'm saying is you can you can grow from I'm showing whatever situation occurs, you can grow from any situation and become better. That relationship can come better, becomes better. And that's what I that's what I I put in the book. How to take whatever situation and change it around and make it different you can do it okay so you, you have a you have a chapter called false truths right tell me about it. um false truth there's a lot of false truth there's a lot of myths that people believe and what we do we don't understand what we do like some things that we do we think is good that is not good some things we do and we think is bad, that's really not bad. It's kind of putting a mirror on the person and reflecting things in the mirror about themselves that they can improve. And a lot of times people, they want you to, they want everybody else to improve except themselves. And if you improve yourself, then guess what? That improves the universe. Okay. That improves everything. Okay, I'm I'm sitting here, and and for my audience, the benefit of my audience, you know, Ramon did send me 
as he always does, a copy of his book. And, and you know, it's, it's definitely interesting reading as I'm, as I'm you know, sort of uh, perusing it. You, make, you also have a chapter that's uh, sort of cliche where you say beauty is only skin deep. And I'm pretty sure we know what that means, but talk about it for a bit. You know, a lot of times people focus on their beauty. And I talk about beauty is, 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 is not only looks. Beauty is within. Beauty is appealing to the senses. So a lot of people can be beautiful on the outside. And when, I mean, on the inside, and it reflects them on the outside and makes them look beautiful. And some people could be beautiful on the outside and bring you reproach. I agree with that. Oh. Beauty is only skin deep. And that is a chapter. And it's a deep chapter. And I think every woman should read the whole book, not just chapter nine, chapter one, chapter right. two, all the way up into ten. Which is and the pot of gold. It's the pot of gold. And if somebody read this book and they have any question, they can always come and ask me. If they say, no, this book ain't no good, I'm going to give them their money back. Well, I'm sure, I mean, I mean you're, you're a previous, you're, one thing I can tell my audience for sure, your books are interesting and they're, they're thought-provoking for sure. So 23 years as a hairdresser, I'm assuming that in, 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 in listening and giving advice, you have see, been able to witness more than once the results of your advice on, in, on both sides of the spectrum. So tell me a bit about that. Normally, when I give advice, I've never gave advice 100% and it did not work. Now, hidden secrets will work 85% if a person have an addiction, that's the only way it's not a hundred percent. And what I mean by that, if somebody have a gambling addiction or, or drug addiction or alcohol addiction, any kind of addiction, sex addiction, because addictions have a mind of their own. So it's, it's a little more difficult for anything to work on a person with addiction. But hidden secrets can work and can be successful even in that. But there's a slight chance that it may not work. But other than addictions, it's 100%. And normally when I give advice, I never gave advice and it did not work. No matter if it was infidelity, uh, domestic violence, no matter what it was, it always worked. Uh, well, that... That's a that's a that's that's not only a bold statement. That's a statement that I'm sure my audience is going to hold you to, and and I would encourage um, all of you who've listened to this episode and 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 want to find out more about this. That the book is called Hidden Secrets, and it says tapping into your emotional, spiritual, and sexual appetite to win in relationships is written by my guest, Ramon Darnell, and I would encourage you. It's on Amazon, right? Yes. Yes, I encourage you to go out and get it. I've got 
my own copy, I can tell you that it, it's a real conversation piece. And um, as, as you know, Ramon's previous book, and I really urge you to um, give it, a, you know, give it, a, give it a, a try. Everybody knows at the end of the episode, you get my uh, email information. And let me know what you think, because if necessary, and I get enough feedback that that blows up from this conversation, then I'm certain that Ramon will come back on and, and uh, address some of the questions I received. So, yes, I would. So um, I'm going to ask you to, as we wrap this up, to give me your, your, your final thoughts for this episode. I would like to say this. There's different strokes for different folks, and I don't want people to get me wrong about condoning. I don't condone anything that's wrong in a relationship. And I think you should be faithful. But things happen. We live a, a imperfect life. And to put something perfect on an imperfect person is not right. Sometimes imperfect has to be put in, 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 in an imperfect position where you have to use imperfect things on them as well. Because no one is perfect. All I'm saying is no one is perfect. And some people might be stronger in areas than others. But when you tap into that particular person, you understand who that individual is and you can deal with them accordingly. And the only thing I'm saying is if you do the right thing, you plant the right seeds in that person, they will manifest. If you believe and have faith, not fear, faith, and you believe you can make it happen, there's nothing impossible. Well, I, I have to agree with you 100% there in terms of faith. I, I truly believe that, that you know, there's, and I did a few episodes with, um, one with uh, Jim Case and one with David Stone, where we talked about fear and anxiety and, you know, I agree with you because those things have no place in spirituality. Um, no, they do not. Right. And so, yes. And I agree with you 100% on that. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy every time I get a chance to speak with you. Um, I yes. enjoy playing devil's advocate tonight because I oh, think I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, my audience would enjoy that. I want to thank you so much, not only for being on the show, um, not only for being um, a repeat guest, but I, get, I have a little surprise for you at the end of the show. You are the honorable guest of my 50th episode on 247 oh, wow. Real Talk. So I want to thank you so much for bringing this uh, entertainment, uh, this really enjoyable conversation, this discussion that, that, Obviously, you can go on for hours because everyone has different perspectives and there's so many caveats in this. But uh, anyone who wants to dig deeper in it or want to continue the conversation, again, you can get the book, Hidden Secrets. It's at Amazon. And um, Ramon, thank you so much for joining me on 247 Real Talk tonight. I appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. Please remain Thanks on the line. All right.
I want to say a very special thank you to Raymond Donnell for coming on 247 Real Talk on our 50th episode, for bringing his entertainment and, and, and bringing us his second book, Hidden Secrets. I want to thank my audience for supporting me so well and encouraging me so much to continue 247 Real Talk and let me know how much you enjoy it and how much you, you make sure that you don't miss any episode. If you'd like to listen to this episode or any of the episodes of 247 Real Talk, you can do so on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to leave me a message, if you'd like to make a comment on the show, if you have questions that you'd like me to have or return guests, you can email me at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. It's been a pleasure for 50. Looking forward to the next 50. Until we meet again, take care of yourselves and each other.